Hey, Ross, it's Rich Eisen. Yeah, it's Carl Mecklenburg. What's up? This is Ty Lawson. This is Jordan Hamilton from the Denver Nuggets, and you're listening to Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, wherever, whenever you're listening to the podcast. We're happy that you are. This is the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. I am Ross Martin, and per usual, Mr. Ankle Socks himself, Nate Timmons, is here. I am here indeed. Everybody out there on the interwebs, I hope you are tangled up in a nice, lovely 2013 banner. But that's not all. We are also joined by Jeff Morton. What's up, Jeff? Oh, hello. You may speak. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Hello and happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2013. This begins the third year in which we have recorded podcasts in this studio. Good job, guys. Amazing. It's impressive. And also happy hangover day. You guys a little little hungover? Did you guys party on New Year's Eve? I'm exhausted. You're exhausted? I'm just tired. I was telling you guys, I was in Boulder for... New Year's, and then we took, uh, my buddy lives pretty far outside of town, so we took like a bus back at, at night and then had to like walk, and like, old ankle socks over here, is, <laughs> got some tired legs, man. Old ankle socks. <laughs> Plus, uh, you know, like, old ankle socks. That's going to be the name of your craft beer. <laughs> yeah. You know how those like uh, Chuck Taylor type shoes are popular, you know? I've been wearing those things. They don't offer much support. No, me. no, they're, they're horrible shoes. You shouldn't be walking in those things. No, no. I didn't know you were a hipster. Sometimes it's kind of a hipster move. It is, yeah. To be wearing the Converse. Wait, so you got the bike bell on the? Uh, on the By the way, the you bike. should be precluded from being able to wear those shoes if you're not a fan of Hoosiers. So, way to be a hypocrite. What about Mr. other Timmons. shows that have it? Hoosiers stinks. Hoosiers is fantastic, but that's we've we've covered that. Yeah. Let's before we get into this well-trod territory. Before we get into arguing, taking the Hoosiers argument into 2013, let's remind everybody to check out ColoradoSportsGuys.com for links to our Facebook, Twitter, and our Amazon.com affiliate link. You guys know the drill. If you guys are going to be doing some shopping at Amazon.com and you want to hook us up, click our link first. Go to ColoradoSportsGuys.com and click that Amazon banner. Lots of great deals here post holidays, I'd imagine. Deals, great deals. Get some of those 2012 model stuff. You know what I'm saying? Clarence. And can uh, hook us up. <laughs> but anyway, it's 2013, guys. We have a lot to talk about today. And uh, I guess we should probably discuss the Denver Broncos for uh, finishing number one in the AFC. And for my embarrassment, because my expectations for this team at the beginning of the season were not how they turned out to be. And I feel embarrassed about it. I did predict them to be number one in the AFC. <laughs> I did, but I picked them to go fourteen and two, and I'll be damned if I was completely incorrect. What game did you have wrong, Ross? Well, all the games I picked them to lose, I was wrong on. But that's not the point. <laughs> I think I picked them to lose to the the Ravens and the Chiefs, the last game of the season. No, oh, because I thought they'd be resting everybody. Yeah. But uh, silly me, but. Uh, hallelujah. The Broncos are number one in the AFC. Home field advantage all the way through the playoffs. This is awesome. We're going to talk about that more, a lot more. And then, I don't know, are we going to talk about Nuggets? Yeah, we'll probably, probably. talk a little Nuggets, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> a couple right. Denver Stiffs guys here. Yeah, we'll talk about The strike is over, or what? It, I, it just ended, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. They went on strike uh, last night, and that's over now. So okay. yeah. basketball is back. All, All right. Back. Welcome With back. With a vengeance. 2013, the Denver Nuggets. Well, as of last week is when officially people start, quote-unquote, paying attention anyway to uh, basketball, right? So I'm only a week late? You are only a week You're late. Only a week late. Oh. I found that kind of funny, too, because this is like, you know, NFL playoffs. Why would you quit watching the NFL during playoff season? Because your team sucks and it's not in it and you're a loser. That's probably true. Like if you're a Chiefs loser fan, like a loser from Kansas City. Yeah. I don't care if you live here. If you're from Kansas City, you were originally a loser. It doesn't make you not a loser when you move here. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Am I right, guys? Sounds reasonable. Great barbecue there. (laughs) 
Same with San Diego. Yeah. San Diegans. Like San Diego? Don't like any of the fans there, I don't think. No. It's horrible. The city? It's everything about it. Baseball stadium's ugly. Ugh. Okay. Over tanned. <laughs> Gas, the Gaslamp district's quite quite nice. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Sounds like it's a fire hazard, though. Guess, yeah. yeah, because they let, they just bled off gas lamps <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Don't have covers on them, and you know people burn things <laughs> to the ground. It's an, it's an yearly ritual. Oh. I can see this is going to be a good one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, usually, we usually BS, you know, before we get into sports talk and whatnot. I was, so you guys, you got a story? Yeah, well, it's not a great story, but it's just. Uh, Do you want to hear about the best movie in the world that I watched today? I do, yeah, because it's this called, is a great day for movies, right? It was a day for movies. You're I watched, hungover, you're I watched on the couch. two movies today in my hungoverness mm-hmm. of my uh, champagne and Mama's Little Yellow Pills hangover. I watched one movie that was horrible called Arbitrage. Oh, Sorry. I've seen that one. <laughs> it was horrible. Terrible. <laughs> wait, but, wait, wait, hold on. There's a movie that Nate's seen that I haven't seen. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> it's it's starring uh, Richard Gere and Susan Sarandon. Every time I hear or see or think Richard Gere, I just think hamsters. <laughs> it's gerbil, help. man. It's gerbil. <laughs> gerbil. Uh, whatever. You got to um, go with the bigger rodent. <laughs> are those bigger? Yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> Google that if you don't know what we're talking about. Everybody knows what we're talking Everybody about. Everybody knows. It's um, great. It's so weird. But that movie sucked. But then I go. Susan, it's Richard Gere, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, and that uh, girl, I only remember her name. It's like Brit something. She was like a big indie movie star. And uh, was, this, anyway. was this movie in theaters? No. Okay. I don't, I don't believe so. so. I, I, Direct yeah. to video. That's kind of like what I watched this other movie with him in recently. With him and the dude from that 70s show. Uh, what's his name? Topher Grace. Grace, where they're like spies. Yeah, I saw that. It one. was horrible. Yeah, really, was I haven't so even heard of this. Horrible. Yeah, I think it's called um, God, Double. It? Double. Yeah, bad. Double. He's had a couple runs of bad movies here. Whoever wrote the movie obviously had a double scotch before they wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, but. My day was not a waste. I watched a little movie called Looper today. That's a good movie. Ah. And that was the best damn movie I've seen in a long time. Really? Oh, my. It was fantastic. Well, I wouldn't say that, but it was a good movie. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It was great. I really hated it. It was so. What? Well, we don't want to talk about it. The ending was perfect. Uh, the mo- the movie is pretty good. It wound up reminding me of like a Stephen King movie for some reason. It reminded which is me always of like, disappointing. It reminded me of like the Twilight Zone meets like I mean I mean I don't know I don't know about Stephen King, but it, I, I think it was like unique. I mean we you think about all the movies that come out now that are all sequels or comic books and all this stuff, and this movie was. Totally unique, and now you're probably going to tell me it was based on a graphic novel. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, as far as I know, it's a it's a, a new concept. Yeah, it was an cool original type movie. It was good acting. It was, I mean, and the threw best, me for a loop. Yeah, I'll tell the, you that much. Oh, <laughs> the best part about that movie too is I thought it was CGI that they did on what's his name's face, Gordon Lear Howard. Or Just whatever. Joseph Gordon Levitt. There you go. Uh, it, it wasn't. It was makeup. They, he had makeup applied every day. It was weird because I thought they did a good job at making Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like somebody else, just not like Bruce Willis. Didn't it look but like CGI, though? It looked, I don't know, it looked weird. I, it, it didn't seem very necessary, quite frankly. I mean, I don't know, It was, but I loved the movie. It was great. I, yeah, once, once I got over his new nose or whatever. But and his chin. And you guys didn't like it as much as me, huh? Uh, I, I thought it was a good movie. I just didn't like it as Oh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, but maybe maybe the juxtaposition of going from that crappy movie, <laughs> the crappy Richard Gere movie, to this made it seem like so Citizen you Kane. set the baseline really low, <laughs> yeah. so you could ascend as high as you think. That must be it. You guys want to hear some uh, embarrassing? Well, it's not embarrassing. I watched uh, via ABC Family two days ago. Uh, DVR'd it, The Lion King. Oh, and that was I not see. as good as I remember it being. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because you're not what. 13. That, you know, that right? happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked kind of weird. Like, I was like, I remember when I was smaller, like, this looked really cool and high tech, and now it looked kind of, you know, 
<laughs> cheesy or something. What's weird is you expected to have the same reaction to it as a 30-year-old man. <laughs> I did. I really did. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Things are what they used to be, man. You know, some movies like that, <laughs> some movies you watch as a kid, like they hold up, right? I mean, Indiana Jones, right? The Goonies, you know, Sandlot, all those types of movies you watch when you're a kid. They did. They still like to watch those. Yeah. But uh, maybe not like Aladdin. Animation didn't. You know, a really bad one is if you go back and watch The Land Before Time. It's like creepy almost. It's like, what is wrong with this? There's so much interesting with that sentence that you just said. If you go back and watch The Land Before Time. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. No, but anyway, I remember seeing that when I was, I don't know, 10, 12, 11, 13. I don't know, right in there. And uh, anyway, what I watched today was, uh, what was it? That I hadn't seen for a while was oh the thing, horrible. What the ori- the, or- the the one original. from eighty two? I kept hearing so many good things about this movie. What is wrong with it? And you? it was horrible. I used to respect your taste in movies, <laughs> and now you have just completely. What was that terrible movie you had that. me watch? Uh, the horror. Oh, God. oh, that was Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, you which like is not movie? a horrible I like movie. That movie. Oh, I like that movie. It was it was okay. It was just weird. It was very weird, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Don't recommend weird movies to me. Yeah. What did you watch today? Uh, the Thing. The Thing. Have you seen the 92 of John Carpenter? Well, John, it's John Carpenter, obviously. You've told me about this one. Then, yeah, uh, I love it. You, the original one's good. The 82 version. Well, that, that one actually is a remake. Okay. <laughs> the original one was a movie called The Thing from Another World, and that was like uh, 1951 that came out. But anyway, but yeah, the 82 one with John Carpenter is like a classic. Not and a very creative name. Yes, well, man. I mean, I mean it's, it's a, what's the, what a better way to describe it, though? It's kind of like It. Okay, It is a pile of crap. Yeah. <laughs> that movie scared me as a kid. Yeah, like, I, couldn't, I couldn't, like, shower. What the hell is with a giant telekinetic spider after you have a, three quarters of the movie about a freaking clown? I don't think I got that far because I don't remember <laughs> I a was telekinetic terrible. spider. You know, one movie I can't, I still haven't been able to bring myself to watch. Uh, actually, I did watch some of it, and I think I turned it off. It was The Gate. I was a never kid. Never heard of it. I was a kid, and that movie scared me so bad the that gate. I could never watch it again. Gate. I don't recall this movie. Oh, my gosh. It is terrible. But I watched today, I watched uh, Fighting Fear, documentary about two guys from Australia. They're surfers. And then one guy's also uh, become an <sighs> MMA fighter. Timmons, this is dangerously close to sports. It is very. So just be careful here. It is. <laughs> but this goes big wave pro surfer Mark Matthews and MMA fighter Richie Voss. I don't know how do you say his last name, Vasilik or something like that. But it was good. I liked it. Documentaries are always pretty sweet, you know. Yeah. And yeah. these guys had some rough and tumble times in their life, like you know, getting in fights and facing criminal charges here and there, and then you know, growing up. They're those. They're like those guys that beat up Johnny Utah on the beach. Yeah. Fringing on their turf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those kinds of guys. You know, North Shore guys, right? You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, we were talking about movies we've seen. Like, you had brought up The Lambert before time. A childhood movie of mine. We're going back, and of course, because I'm like <laughs> 900 years old. Um, was I watched uh, my friend Stephanie. She says, like, oh, come over. We'll watch this. And I'm like, okay. It's like the freaking Dark Crystal. Remember that? Was that Jim Henson? That was the, the whole never movie seen that's it. all Muppets. Is David Bowie in that one? No, that's a, that's a Labyrinth. that's Labyrinth. Yeah. No, the Dark Crystal is about the yeah. But and I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But we watched a making of documentary about it, and it made me appreciate the movie even more just because of all the effort that went into the movie. You know, is all the scary? puppetry they had to do. And for a child, probably. <laughs> for because I saw it when I was four initially, it came out in eighty two. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, but I just eight hundred ninety six years ago. Yeah, eight hundred ninety six <laughs> years ago. So, but anyway, I saw that again. And I'm like, but that I appreciated more because I saw the effort that w- that went into it. Um, but if you see something later, I mean, like if you're going to go see Fast Times at Ridgemont High again, you'll think, oh, then maybe this is a little dated. You know, it's funny you bring up. Puppets, because I remember I actually watched three movies today. <laughs> How could I forget the one that was about puppets? It was a documentary called uh, Her Master's Voice. It is about this woman who <laughs> is a uh, 
a uh, do we do we really want to go for puppet, a what's the puppet thing? person called a ventriloquist ventriloquist yeah and she like goes on this pilgrimage to kentucky from london and it's like about <laughs> ventriloquists it was like a damn good documentary and it was oh, only 57 minutes long i actually recommend this thing it was quick short but she like visits kentucky to like take a uh one of these puppets to a puppet cemetery they call it but it's like a museum where like when when ventriloquists die they like take their people take their puppets there to oh, like crazy it's really that is so weird. weird i want really mine weird. buried with me or <laughs> yeah. cremated and then like shake up the ashes so we're together we'll do that with well, this yeah, podcast when we, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and just, burn my laptop <laughs> you were just reminding me but in a more creepy level but there's two two documentaries i watched one night a couple uh about last year, I think it was one King of Kong. Obviously, if you guys, if you haven't seen it, oh no, no, yeah, yeah, that's great documentary. What was the other one? Was the other one Face Off? No, the other one that's was my really creepy, and I'm sorry that I that I came across it. It was about people who were obsessed with the singer Tiffany. Remember oh Tiffany? yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're Tiffany. alone now. And it was the creepiest <laughs> thing I have ever seen. I think we've talked about that documentary. On yeah, this we, did we do that? One of the peoples in Denver that. Uh, the she yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a hermaphrodite. Yeah, hermaphrodite was very unfortunate. Yeah, it was uh, birth it was, circumstances there. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry, I laid eyes upon this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one was very uncomfortable. That movie, but you can't unsee it. So. Very uncomfortable. That movie. <clears throat> that's true. Anyway, guys, yeah. should we talk about the freaking Denver Broncos? Yeah, let's do that. A little, yeah. uh, you know, watch fighting fear. We'll come back talk some Broncos. Yeah. So where did you guys watch this Denver Bronco game? What was your viewing experience? I, uh, I'm assuming, Timmons, you were in the press box of Pepsi Center. The I press box. I couldn't the get off box. the uh, I couldn't get off the couch for that <laughs> Texans Colts game. So I watched that entire game. Then I watched the first half of the Broncos game on my couch, and I went to the gym for the second half. What, Jeff? <laughs> I don't even want to. What's wrong with you? You really aren't, aren't even a Bronco fan. What are you talking about? I watched the game. You watch it at the gym? Yeah. With all the other transplants from Missouri? Yeah. I was by myself, man. You and Hawkman over there? Just He's probably watching The Simpsons. I was actually inspired to go to the, to the gym to watch it from uh, DJ Beds, the Nuggets DJ. He posted on Facebook about watching some game from his treadmill, and I was like, I should do that. Old fatty needs to get on the old treadmill. <laughs> That's what old, I did. Old, oh my god, old, old fatty! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched it from between actually workouts sets at my house, but I was at my home. <laughs> I'm <just> like, there's <laughs> only 16 games a year. Well, at least we're not from Cleveland. Ugh, that is true. At least we're not from <laughs> Cleveland. John Bano. Um, but no, but no, this is one of those games where it was never like really in doubt. So it's just like you got to do something to occupy your mind, you know, while you're watching the destruction of the Kansas City Chiefs. It was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was just a total beat down from pretty much beginning to end with that one exception of that turnover early in the game. But pretty much answered all the questions, I think, as far as, yeah. you know, uh, the Broncos, I think, deserve the number one seed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Watching, you know, bringing up the Texans-Colts game, it's like those are two teams I don't think we need to worry about at all should they come our way. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the looks on – well, first of all, the Texans, just seeing the looks on their faces at that end of that game, just – I mean, they're deflated. They're demoralized. They – they I mean, they – they, they're going to have to bring themselves too far back up. They've dropped too low. Yeah, not to say that I'm right or whatever that thing is, but after they got beat down by the Patriots, I was like, these guys, I don't know if they're going to win another game. I remember talking about the Texans in week two, three, four, five about me yeah, saying, you know what, I'm, they're, they're a fraud. And it's so funny because they basically didn't have, you know, they didn't have that hard of a schedule. And, and they have been beaten, you know, by good teams and lost to some bad teams. The Broncos are the only team that has only lost to good teams. Uh, the Patriots have even lost to the Cardinals. But, like, going back to this Texans-Colts game, right, they, you, at the end of that game, you see two opposite teams as far as, like, emotion. You see the Texans as low as they possibly can be. And then you see the Colts with, 
you know, Chuck Pagano and Jim Ursay, you know, Square doing dancing. the dosi do like yeah. a couple of frat boys at a wedding and they're, you know, like almost pouring champagne. It's like their season, they've already culminated, right? I mean, you know, they're, yeah, their, that's their, their mountain top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, but then of course the Patriots are all business, right? Uh, so, you know, they're coming. I, I, I mean, they're coming and we got it. We're going to have to beat them. Whoever we face in that first round or that second round. Good luck to whoever that is. It's going to be another beatdown. I you think. Know, I wasn't nervous about, or I'm not really, I wasn't nervous about anything with the Broncos until I realized, you know, we, we got a young team, you know, Peyton Manning is who he is and he's done all these great things. But I'm like, man, I hope in the playoffs, you know, that Demarius Thomas shows up, that Eric Decker shows up, that the defense can hold together, you know, like you're on the big stage and you got the expectations, all this stuff. Like, are they going to, you know, are they going to hold we've, together? But we've stuff? got that perfect balance of veteran leadership, right? I mean, you say we have a young team, but we got a 36 year old quarterback and we got a Hell's Champ Bailey. 40. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> but you know, he's, and then like he's 34. He's Keith Brooking, right? right? Okay. He's not a big player. Like he's not playing a lot of downs, but Keith he's Brooking a leader, played right? in the Super Bowl for the Falcons when the Broncos beat them, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. And you know, and crazy. you guys, you know, D- Doomerville's not that. I mean, Doomerville and Von Miller, yeah, they're young, but it's not, they're not rookies and it's a big difference, you know? Yeah. And wait, they're not, right? No. <laughs> okay, good. No. <laughs> I just started thinking about something else. Wait, is this Von Miller's second year? Mm, yep. Yeah, he won Rookie of the Year last year. <laughs> he did. <laughs> did he? Welcome back, Nate. <laughs> well, Ross has got me doubting everything now. <laughs> well, wait, he's not, the, right? Let's, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Specifics have never been our thing here. <laughs> we speak only in generalities. and facts. <laughs> it's approximate. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the one thing I noticed... And this was like, you know, did you guys watch any of the post game? I know you didn't, Tim. Did you see any of the post game interviews? I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, I know Timmons didn't. Just tell us. By about the way, it. it cracks me up when they have Vic Lombardi and Gary Miller, and like they'll be like, "All right, now over to Gary Miller," and then they'll switch over to Gary Miller, and then you see Vic Lombardi like in the background still of the same of like the camera shot. They're like two different people in the same. Anyway. But that's, I guess, not as funny as uh, I think it is. What are you talking about? Like they're standing when they're, next they're to like each other? in the same locker room, and they're like, "Now we're gonna go over to Gary," and oh, they're he's like, like just, ten feet away. Yeah, they're just ten feet away, yeah. and then. But anyway, they like the locker room seemed almost solemn after that win. Mm. You know what I mean? And like they were interviewing Eric Decker, and he wasn't. They, there was no smiles. There was no laughter. You know, they interviewed Keith Brooking for like. I swear, like fifteen minutes. I don't know, like, why they needed to talk to him for you know for so long. He's got to be on steroids. So, <laughs> Keith, you're old. <laughs> you're, you're old, and you're still a valued member in the NFL. What drugs are you on? Yeah, and why weren't you better with money? Is always a question why I want to know. You, why can't you handle your money like your mama told you? <laughs> but, but, uh, He's probably but, just stacking dollars. Man. Yeah, He's yeah. All stacks money. You know you. Yeah, but so. But like so, like the Broncos celebrated nothing. They, you know, they sealed the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Incredible um, turnaround, by the way. You know, absolutely. And uh, yeah, all the things are falling in line, but there was no celebration. There wasn't even a sm- a smile cracked. It's a it's business as usual, and that's exactly the type of thing you want to see in a team at this stage of the season. So God help any team that comes to Mile High because they are going to be in trouble. And I don't care if it's the freaking Patriots. I'm sick of all this talk about this default thing. Like everybody's got to be scared of the Patriots. Why are they so? Why are they scarier than the Broncos? There's nothing. To, there's no evidence to suggest that. I mean, okay, maybe they beat us earlier in the season, but you know what? How how valuable is head-to-head matchups when it comes to evaluating teams? The way I look at the Patriots is like when they played the Patriots earlier in the season. <laughs> when they is this on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just said how valuable is head-to-head matchups when evaluating teams? Yeah, not, uh, not at all. It should have gotten uh, a little laugh. My, 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 my I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I actually look at it like this: they, they when they played the Patriots earlier in the season, um, the Patriots. If you look back at the game, Patriots didn't really, quote, stop the Broncos on offense. I mean, Demarius Thomas doesn't fumble that that 
long pass from Manning, that is a completely different game. It yeah, is would that completely have been, was that, Would have been 7 nothing Broncos? 7 right nothing Broncos. Yeah. And, and that's, that's – it's one of those things where you look back on it and you go, they, you know, outside of that moment, really it was 31-21 and the Broncos were coming back and then uh, McGahee fumbles oh, when God, it was going was in for a touchdown. So that's worse. I mean, that's, obviously, you know, this is the whole point of the, uh, the playoffs, you know, is you have those one little mistakes and yep. poof, your season's over. And so I'm worried about this team. Like, hopefully, you know, you can't have a bad game. Well, yeah, if, uh, by the way, I figured out why the um, Texans aren't doing that well. Or haven't been. It's because they have Andrew Feinstein at quarterback. <laughs> Does he look like Andrew Feinstein? Yeah, Matt Schaub. <laughs> Schaub. And you finally pronounced right? it right, Timmons. And Andy would I be mean, the Twimmins. <laughs> Twimmins. Schwab. And, and 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 Andy would be the first to tell you that he's not leading a team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Oh man, the look on their face. Think of how bad that is for you. I mean, the Texans go from being the one seed to possibly, you know, getting knocked out to the two seed, but then they go down to the three seed and lose their bye week. They're all, you know, they suddenly go from having a week off to, you know, recuperate some injuries to game plan to survive a week of the playoffs to having to play. Well, this is their best chance at, at, you know, uh, getting to the second or getting to the, you know, moving forward in the playoffs anyway, because you think about them maybe keeping that two seed. You know, they're still demoralized. Then you give them two weeks to ruminate about that. I mean, they'd be coming in. I mean, they need to forget this as fast as they can if they have any chance. They don't want to have any chance of going farther into the playoffs. That is true. Well, know, it's kind of like when the Broncos went in the playoffs last year, though. I mean, they what, lost three in a row at the end of the year, and uh, the, they came in and beat Pittsburgh. I mean, it was like you forget what that is, and you just focus on the task at hand. And they were able to beat the beat the Steelers and, you know, Listen, if the Texans are going to be able to overcome their mental block, it's it's good that they're going right into the playoffs. And yeah, winning. and and that's and I, I I see with the way the Broncos were behaving, you know, during the last eleven weeks and their professionalism, and I have absolutely no doubt that this week off is going to cool them off at all. I mean, I don't think they're out celebrating. I think that they have. They, their expectations that they have of each, of each of themselves is so much higher than I can remember, and it's you know I guess it's probably been the last time the Broncos won a Super Bowl that the team looked like this. Just their looked like demeanor. a Super Bowl winning, you know, they, they can win. It had a you had a, a bit of a I mean yes they had a very forgiving schedule, but that you, this is the thing it's hard to win eleven in a row, and you know it's just it is hard to go out game after game after game keep the same focus keep the same kind of mental, you know, acuity you need to 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 soldier on and the Broncos won eleven in a row. And partially you can thank that wonderful second half against the uh against the, the Chargers, Chargers, which really I mean, what can you say? I mean that really was it. You know what I love Is to that- hear from fans and, and Broncos detractors is when they'll say something like the Broncos don't deserve the merit that they receive because of their cupcake schedule. And then go right into talking about how Houston Texans had so many quality wins against, and one of them is against the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll like in the same sentence, they'll take away the Broncos achievements this year by saying, and they beat the number one seed in the AFC earlier in the year. Right. So it's like, I love this. Like, what the hell is up with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. I don't know what you were talking about, Jeff. Oh, by the way, ESPN, uh, the the Broncos win again, and ESPN does not move the Broncos up in the power rankings again. Yeah, they're going to have to go to the Super Bowl to get some respect. It's because they've been number one for the past two weeks. That's why I said that. Oh, Oh. somebody pays attention to the power rankings. I don't don't, don't Oh, I don't pay attention to the power rankings. You've been obviously checking them every week. They they don't even affect me. Do you guys have a preference on uh, who Denver might play? First game? Let's uh, see. I do not care at all. Who, who, what, how would it? It's either the Ravens. It would be the highest seed team moving forward, right? So the highest seed. So yeah, it would be the Ravens or the Colts. Or Could the, they play the Colts? The Broncos are going to face the lowest seed. They're the one oh the seed. lowest seed. That's right. Well, see, I always wonder that the highest number seed, but the lowest. They'll face the worst team. So I always think of it. Yeah. So I think of it. Number of the, the best teams. I always think of the six seed. A six being a larger number than one. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a higher seed. 
Wait a minute. You know how you're trying to backwards. rank? backwards. Here's something it's weird. It's kind of like a weird age, or, uh, you know, dyslexia I have because I also can't figure out time zones either. <laughs> well, here's something <laughs> like when you're keeping with that ranking system. I've noticed mm. ESPN now when you go to individual players, they have game logs. You know, it tells you their individual performance. They flipped it every – like this year it's changed where last year the games went in order down the page. And this year they go up the page. And it's so damn confusing. So it's it like, starts with the most recent game and goes. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense because I hate it just but, because I'm used to the other way. So like I'm checking stuff to write columns. I'm like, like oh crap! It's, it's looking it's so much easier to plagiarize the other way, right? It is. It's so much <laughs> it. God, if I could just steal that stuff. You know? but anyway, well, if yeah. you were ever going to plagiarize hacks, then that's the best way to do it. There you go. But I mean, if that's so, we don't care who comes in here. Right? No, I don't care. What do you What do you guys think? Is I there any team you have to worry about until the Patriots? I don't have a preference, to be honest with you. <laughs> the, the 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 Ravens are meh. The... the only team that kind of worries me for some reason is the Colts. No, just no. watching the game, man. but they were just. I don't think they'll. I don't think the Colts are going to make it past the Texans. Do you think they were just happy to be there? They, well, the Colts yeah. are playing the Ravens. They were. They're so. They have what? achieved oh, so a, much. Never mind. That you know. I mean, I I do just all I need to see is that. Seen in the locker room at the end of the game. You know what I mean? When they beat whoever it was. I forget who it was. Texans. Texans. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it'll be Denver. Welcome to Hangover Day. It'll be Denver and uh, Baltimore, I think. And yeah. Baltimore. Beat, beat up on them again. Bring bring them to Denver. They're toast. They've never even played in Denver, I don't think. God, it's like well, we always play them Baltimore. in Baltimore for some reason. I, that is that is why. It's like the next year the Broncos are going to be playing in New England again. It's like, how many games are we going to be playing in New England? I mean, they played the Broncos last year in Denver, like, for the first time in, like, six years. And that was because of, what, it was the playoffs? No, it was uh, oh. it was during the regular season. Regular season. Oh, it was? Game, yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, so long ago. <laughs> we have Baltimore. The Tebow era. <laughs> Baltimore's kind of worrisome a little bit, you know? Like, Ray Rice is pretty good. Their defense could have a good game. Oh, it was Ray Rice, the guy that Sean Moreno hurdled? No, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh. <laughs> was that Ed Reed? Ed Reed. <laughs> oh, Ed Reed, yeah. But he's supposed to be good too, right? Oh, yeah. You think he's okay. Yeah. Were you guys, both of you guys concerned when uh, uh, Noshan was a little hobbled at the beginning of the game last last week? No, nah, just, we'll just put somebody else in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you're a... probably scraping the bottom of the barrel when you throw Lance Ball in there. But, I, I mean, I mean, considering Ronnie Hillman was out after a fumble. <laughs> oh, poor Ronnie Hillman. What is up with that? Well, that's the other thing with the Broncos, too. You know, they haven't. They haven't had too many bad injuries, right, to key players. Like, they've had a pretty healthy season, which has been incredible. Well, you know, I thought that, too. But then as I was hearing John Fox do an interview, he listed off, like, seven starters that have gone down throughout the season. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess our starting center is out. Our starting running back. Our starting right guard. You know, so it's a lot of of has been made about this. And I think it's basically because Peyton Manning has been healthy. And he was the big. Yeah, yeah, and he was the big question what was, mark. What was the year we lost all the running backs? Like, kept losing. And it was 2008. It was Shanahan's last year. Remember that? Running back after running back after running back got injured. It was like I think they went through eight that year. Uh, that's insane. I mean, the Broncos, in a sense, are lucky that McGahee was as healthy as he was through most of the season, mm-hmm. considering his injury history. And there's been some times where Demarius has, you know, gotten up slow or mm-hmm. taken a couple plays where I'm like, oh, man, he, he can't get hurt. He's, he's a big guy, though. Afford to have him he looked like the out. best wide receiver in the league on Sunday. But that one-handed catch he had for the touchdown. <laughs> Both him and Decker. And Decker, and Decker, yeah. Decker. Decker decided to, like, take a you know, time out from getting tripped up by blades of grass. And if you guys uh, have noticed, too, like, as the seasons wore on, you know, Peyton Manning really stopped going to his safety net guys as much. You like, know, Brandon like Stokely, Stokely yeah. Tammy, yeah. those guys just kind of disappeared out of the offense. But Dreesen has seemed to have been taking a bigger role, too. Yeah. You know, it's like those are kind of the three main guys, it looks like. What I really liked was that this seemed to be the first game where the Broncos have been, like, explosive. You know what I mean? It's been kind of humdrum you know, efficient football for the most part, you know, just kind of almost boring and, you know, like you could fall asleep, you know, and then, you know, look, at oh, let's go again. And, you know, but this game was like, they showed moments of explosiveness and to the point, you know, where they, you know, have well over 30 points in the third quarter. And 
that's like that's what you need in the playoffs. And too. Brock Osweiler got to throw a couple passes. Yeah, Brock Osweiler. Yeah, Brock Osweiler. <laughs> Brock and balls. I Brock think... Osweiler and and Lance Ball. This was the Brock and, the ball. Brock and balls show. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going on there, Ross? Yeah, it sounded like you had a good point. Coming well, up. my point is that you know you need to be. Yes, you know, ex, you Nate's know. trying to bring you back to the stall. <laughs> in the games like where you play in the playoffs, and it's very you know, and you're playing against a team like the Patriots, right? The ability to score touchdowns on big plays as opposed to just routine eighty-yard drives. I mean, Peyton Manning was hucking the ball out there. Right. I mean, and to be honest, most of the season has been very it's like he, you know, he'll do short dink and dumps and, you know, Takes you know, a lot of yards gives them a lot of. Yeah, a lot of yards after the catch. Right. But he <laughs> yeah. was just bombing that thing this weekend and putting the ball in in places that tight windows. <laughs> I mean, some of those passes. Right. I mean, they kept showing that that Montana pass from the Super Bowl, right? Dwight Clark or <laughs> was something. That what it was that? You know, the, oh, the catch, the catch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it was like, man, that Demarius Thomas. I mean, if he could do that on a regular basis, that throw to Demarius Thomas, even just like three inches lower, Demarius Thomas was eleven feet in the air when he <laughs> caught that ball. Yeah, you know, at least. Incredible. You know what I mean? That. I'm just who I'm, can defend against that? I'm just a, you can't. I'm just happy he got his feet down. That was that was a bit more was, challenging to me than him the one handed catch. It was the, you know the the concentration involved. Of, the way the NFL players that, yeah. can get the two feet in when they're you know basically have their entire body out of bounds, but they can drag those feet. It's amazing. That's pretty amazing. It, that's especially when you see it at college. You know, like in college, they get the one foot, but they're not anywhere as near as careful as trying to get two, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. man, some of those catches in the NFL, the toe dragon and stuff, it's incredible. Yeah. Now I have a question. That's what they call uh, Marius, the toe dragon. <laughs> <laughs> toe dragon. The toe dragon. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, can anybody explain to me with the uh, false start slash encroachment slash uh, neutral zone violation rule is? Like I'm having a heart attack. Right? <laughs> <Are> you okay. <laughs> Too many Coors Lights last night. Oh, God, I don't know what that was? Too many yellow bellies. <laughs> Do we, uh, is there the Colorado sports resuscitating equipment <laughs> here? Get out of here if you're gonna die. Clear. <laughs> you gotta get, we got to get you time. to the hallway before you actually. So what are you asking a penalty? I can't have the police walking around this place. <laughs> right? it's, 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 we're gonna have to give Nate a moment to catch up. <laughs> Push me off the balcony. <laughs> no, it was no. The, the, are you talking about like how they call well, them? It just seems you know? like you know. It used to be if the offensive guy flinched, right? It didn't matter. That's false start. But now, like, you can have a circumstance where the op- the defensive guy flinched, and you can, and there's like it seems like every time that that happens, I never know which way it's going to go, and even the announcers don't know, and even down Dan Fouts didn't know. You know, like he's like, oh, that's you know, obviously a false start, and then they call uh, offsides. They have offsides. They have neutral zone infraction. They have you know, you can now entice the guy to do a false start or something. <laughs> Not that kind of entice. <laughs> but does anybody know this rule? Because I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't really know the rules, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it is complex now. I mean, there is, you know, I think with the whole replay and video replay and this and that, there's just been so many rules made in the NFL. Like, there's a rule for everything, it seems like. Why did they change that one? Why wouldn't you just keep the false Inducing, start? Inducing, like, I think, is like is when they go. Labor? Not too. Uh, is when they go across the line and they're, the the offensive line mo- lineman moves because and then while the guy's still across the line, it, but if if it's a encroachment or a neutral zone infraction, <laughs> if the guy makes it back beyond the neutral zone to where he was and the guy moves, it's false start. Okay, so if you're a false an offensive lineman and the guy comes over, you want to move, yeah, right, but yeah. that's. You know, you're going to get caught doing false starts. You know, I mean, like, it's a risky thing. I remember, didn't it used to be, like, you, defensive guys could practically run wherever they wanted as long as they got back before they hiked? Like, I feel like that used to be oh, yeah. part of it. Like, yeah. you could go over and, you know, come well, back. You, do that on, you could do that on Madden football. I'd take my player and run him, like, around the entire offense and then back to defense, <laughs> you know? Just just, 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 just because I could, you know? <laughs> Hey, Nate which, Timmons. Do you guys remember that play? Throwing a finger to authority. You know, we we might not have seen the Loophole. Broncos as the number one seed had one call in that uh, Colts game gone the way that I thought it should have. Did you guys see that Andrew Luck 
where he fumbled, but they called his arm going forward. Oh, yeah, tuck rule. Was it a tuck rule in that? Was well, he trying they, to bring it in? They said his arm was going his forward was going as forward. he got hit. But, man, that was that looked like a clear case of a fumble for sure. And that got called back. And that, It appeared to be a fumble to me. I mean, but, uh, you know, there was also, you know. And even if his arm was coming forward, he released the ball and it went. It was a lateral, so I was like, "I was like, how is yeah, this?" See, I was like, "They're not going to call that not a fumble." I mean, that's clearly a fumble, and they called it the other way. Well, yeah, weren't they saying been... that on the broadcast too? It's like even if it wasn't, if 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 they determined his arm was going forward, it was clearly a lateral. Yeah, and it would be a loose ball anyway. Yeah, Ooh, I conspiracy mean, theory here. Okay, the Colts didn't have to win that game; they had the same seating either way. Right. Yep. Maybe the NFL is lining up for this Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady thing. AFC Championship. You know fine I mean? with me. Hey, I'm cool with it. Well, Who's you know, I, I, I was just thinking ahead. Um, and also the whole cancer story, you know. You know, cancer thing. You know, leukemia. It's important. It's a type of cancer. From what I understand. Um, there is a – if the Broncos end up playing the Patriots, and, you know, who knows. Oh, they will. It's um, happening. What What is interesting is that I think the Broncos have an advantage because they are better. Are they at home? played them well. They're at home, <laughs> but they played them before, and they have a good handle on what the Patriots do. They 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 have established exactly what the Patriots do on offense. Because with the Patriots, it's the two tight ends of Wes Welker that you have to worry about. Two Not tight ends now healthy. Gronkowski's yeah. going to be back. Yeah, so you back. have to. They're they're at, they're going to be have time to devise a scheme. To limit either Gronkowski, Hernandez, or um, the little twerp, you know. Wes Welker. Yeah. <laughs> Wes Welker. You know, what I bet pisses Tom Brady off a lot his wife is, that, on him. <laughs> that, is that – I'm I bet, sure that would. <laughs> I bet Peyton Manning makes probably 10 to 15 times more money than Tom Brady does every year. Including salary and endorsements. You're talking about Tom Brady endorses all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but not like the caliber of Peyton Manning. And I it's bet you, if you write a check, Peyton will show up. <laughs> That's <is laughs> yeah. true. You know what I mean? Hey, Peyton, I need like, you to endorse my car wash. It gets so. That was once point. said about Robert De Niro, I yeah. believe. Yeah, and I don't think Davidoff, you know, Cologne is that big of a payday. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uggs. But uh, yeah, or Uggs, but some of this fashion stuff. <laughs> I yeah. keep thinking that Brady's had some work done on his face. What does Manning Hawk looks is like? It? He looks like he's got some Botox right here. And does here. It? Yes, and I, I, it's disturbing to me because he doesn't need it. Well, and I think Peyton Manning gets like some, you know, for rouge, and, you know, yeah, rouge. rouge for the center of his forehead. <laughs> yeah, <on his> forehead. <laughs> he should have like, yeah. There's got to be some company that can come up with some kind of campaign for that. Thing. <laughs> you know, my uh, is, he, for... is he Hawking Buicks? Yes, yeah, he is. Buick. Buick's the crappiest car ever made. And that's the first person <laughs> they're, they're I've ever... him a lot. It's the first person I've ever seen sponsor Buick, who I think actually might drive a Buick. What about Tiger <laughs> Woods? Sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, Woods. Like that picture of Peyton Manning, you know, that commercial of him driving all you, up, ben, close ben to the, <laughs> up close to the steering wheel, you know. Like, his dad's house you know, for Checking his mirrors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I hate Papa John's pizza, just for the record. I got food poison off that in college. That stuff is not good. I, I did, not too. Pizza. Not in college, but I did, too, get to food poisoning. Oh, I can't even look at it. Yeah, I got food poisoning from that one time, too. If you guys want to advertise with us. I swear to God, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll change our tune. I will sing a different song. Love me yeah, some Papa John's. Papa John's. <laughs> Papa J's. Oh, my goodness. So. So playoffs. Well, one part that kind of sucks is that now the Broncos don't play next week. I know. And are you guys going to watch week, the playoff games? Are you going to be glued to your TVs? I don't think so. No, I might get out and do some hiking. You know what I'm saying hiking, yeah, do some snowshoeing. But uh, anyway, now would be a good point to bring up that next week, uh, you two gentlemen will be podcasting with the South Stands guys. On, so look for that Super Pod. South Stands Denver Fancast. At Boone's Tavern, I believe. At Boone's Tavern. Tavern. Yeah, you guys, people could go down there and, you know, get some nachos. And I imagine you guys will have your chance to hey. talk all about the nuggets. Hey, what about? What about me? Yeah. I won't be there. I'll be uh, on business. On business. Mm -hmm. Conference. I'll be, I'll be out of town. Um, Are you going to be on assignment? <laughs> I'll be on assignment, which is the Ross great, is going to Los Angeles. The hilarious inside <laughs> joke from last. By the way, nice job on the solo pod. I'm sorry to hear your life is that depressing. 
What do you mean? Podcasting alone on Christmas. <laughs> I pictured hey, I saw Django Unchained, man. That was awesome. I, I pictured Nate sitting in the corner, bottle of whiskey. <laughs> you know, it was worse. Was like, I went to see Django. Anybody and... want to skate? <laughs> Anybody? I went and saw Django Unchained with my family, and we went to a um, movie tavern in Aurora where you like sit in a chair like this, an office chair, and they serve food and whatnot. And the lady that brought my water, like they come from behind you, and she like sets my waters down, and then spills one on my back, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is great. So I'm like wet, and then some of it, you know, like dripped down into my pants. So oh like, yeah, the, like, the wet butt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is just miserable. And she apologized. I felt kind of bad for her. But... She's like, well, we'll, we'll we won't charge you for the water because <laughs> we'll comp your water. <laughs> water is free. <laughs> and, and then I got a Why club cheap ass. At least buy a coke at the movie tavern. Huh? I wanted water, and then I got and I got a club sandwich, and they had these like giant red onions in there that just the whole sandwich just tasted like onions. I had to try to take them out. I was like, this got it. Was that like a was that like a landmark theater? Was that like a like one of because I know the. (laughs) I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. (laughs) Talking about the onions. These onions. Those landmark theaters are the ones that serve the food like that. I mean, they have the. I mean, there's one in Greenwood Village. Then I, I saw a movie called The Fall In, and it was a good movie. Yeah, recommending. It's hard for me to concept yeah. that they ha- serve they food that. at the movies like it's that. The worst idea I've ever heard. Of. Isn't There's it like one by kind of my house. Why do you want to do that? Well, it's they're trying to because you know more people, more and more people are just watching from home. The so best, they, they've got to they've got to up their up their game. The best part was <laughs> so I'm going to go uh, watch a movie with a bunch of idiots who are like. Smacking yeah, their here, lips, here, here, this like, one, so ordering like, like ordering rounds of shots. Man, those are good ribs. <laughs> well, Isn't my, that what happens at home anyway? Well, my aunt, my aunt orders a sandwich, you know, and the movie's started when they bring our food out, and then she thinks she has the wrong sandwich, so she's like trying to talk to the waiter. Hey, excuse me, I think this is the wrong. And he's trying to talk to her, and I'm like, Shut up! I'm trying to watch a freaking movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to watch a movie about a slave, and you guys are talking. God, it was so annoying. But I was like, this, yeah, yeah you're potentially. And then with the onions. Jeez. The onions. And then they just kept bringing out more freaking onions. So. <laughs> they just gave him a plate of red onions here. God. I heard you liked red onions. Anyway. Perhaps the most exciting moment in uh, the sports history for the Denver Broncos. And you guys just want to talk about freaking club sandwiches. We talking about onions? <laughs> onions? So, uh, playoff games. Teaming up with a bunch those. of Nuggets bloggers. And with, you shave your head, too. <laughs> I got a playoff beard going. Can you see it from no. that far away? I couldn't see it up close, either. <laughs> I could only see it when you were standing up and the re- light was reflecting downwards. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of looks like dirt. It literally <laughs> just looks like dirt. All heard... right, let's get on with your Nuggets talk. Hey, have you ever heard this phrase? My uncles used to say this to me when I was younger. They'd say, why don't you put some milk on that and let the cat lick it off? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't understand what that is. Anyway, we'll uh... be back. We'll talk a little Nuggets. <laughs> We're back to talk a little Nuggets basketball on the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. A little bit. 50 minutes into this beast, Ross. You're so kidding. We'll, so we'll go short on Nuggets talk for you. 50 minutes? 50. We, so, sp- we spent a lot of time talking about red onions. Here's what I want to talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, some good onions there. Terrible onions. <laughs> uh, anyway, what are you doing? Just giving up over there? No, I'm good. I'm here. I'm still so here. So, Jeff, I want to talk to you the other day. Andrew Feinstein wrote a piece about the Nuggets. Yes. Uh, talking about the excuses the Nuggets. You know, I, George Carl, I guess, called their 17 and 15 record at the time. Yes. He was happy with that or something. And then Andy came out and said, why would she would be happy with this record and this and that. And then people started saying, well, if their schedule was balanced out, they'd be better and this and that. And it's like. I'm looking at the home the home games nine and one eight and fourteen on the road. Is this like inflated worth of these games or something? Like just because they play a bunch of games at home and win a bunch of games at home, does that mean that they're good? Like if they can't win on the road, they're obviously not going to win the playoffs. Not very balanced. I will say that. Not very balanced. Not balanced. Carry on. 
if, if for for our listeners, Ross was actually sleeping, <laughs> and he woke up to say that. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, look at it this way: it's an excuse, but it's a valid excuse, I would say. But it is an excuse. But is it a thing where you know can they? Are they just not good on the road, or will they be able to win on the road when it counts? Because you obviously can't play all your playoff games at home. Well, I have a theory that if you have more something more balanced, you gain confidence from playing at home. So the the, the Nuggets have spent literally the first third and a little and a little bit, or not not a third, yeah, basically a third of the season uh on the road and you don't typically go out on the road for five games come home for one and then go back out for three or four more yeah that never it's like you know now that they're going to be playing some games at home actually 12 out of 15 in this month which is ridiculous but typically you go you know you have two or three at home one or two on the road come back you know so it's like your road schedule doesn't look as bad as it does now because you're not having to string together this crazy road trip you know what what i keep thinking is that whoever did the schedule for the nuggets was was looking at like the first (laughs) the first 32 uh, games of the season and got to january and looked at what he did and went oh crap and then he said i'll make up for it in january that's what it looks like because it's it's there's no rhyme or reason to them playing 22 of of 30 i mean 22 road games they only have 19 road games left in the year and there's 50 nice, games right that's good i mean that never that's what you want it right i don't know like that's the whole thing there's a lot of pressure on them to win just because you play now they're going to play 50 games at home and they might end up with a tremendous record does that mean they're a good team because everybody's saying well they're not really this bad of a team because they've been on the road and they're away and it's like well then we can't flip it around and say these guys are great because they're 20 and 2 at home. At having more, I, I firmly believe having more home games would make their road game, road percentage better. More rest at home, more stuff. You, you gain confidence from playing at home. I mean, really, that's, that's the key to this whole situation. And you're basically, you be basically became a traveling carnival show, you know, not, not staying in one city for very long, going boom, boom, boom all over the country. I mean, you get confidence from playing a consistent home schedule. You're used to that sort of thing when in the NBA. It's almost unheard of that the Nuggets have had to play this many road games at the beginning of the season. So are we going to you know, know who the team is by the end of January? Yes. Why? Yes. Because by that point, there's, there's a lot of pressure on them to win. Let's face it. If they don't win, if they do not win, any, I mean, if they say like if they go 8 and 7 on the, in this 15-game stretch, if they don't win... That will be a. First of all, we know exactly who they are. Um, B. There's no excuses. If listen, there's some tough games in this home stretch here. They're going to have to play Oklahoma City. They're going to have to play the Clippers um, as of this recording. You know, and so but we're going to have to check those games and see, like, is Oklahoma City coming in here on the second of a back to back? And you know, if the Nuggets have 12 home games, yeah, they're in kind of a they're almost in a lose lose situation. If they lose. All twelve of those home games, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, they are. They're <laughs> terrible, right? Obviously, that that, that, yeah. that won't. That won't but happen. it will take them to lose all twelve of them before you'll even suggest that they're terrible, right? Yeah. But if they win all those games, we shouldn't laud them as being a good team either, because if we're gonna complain about how unbalanced the schedule was at the beginning of the year, then we can't say suddenly just because they win twelve games at home that they're a good team because the schedule's been completely unbalanced the other way. Well, look at it this way, Nate. January will reset things. Yeah, so at the basically of- everything everything from February to the end of the regular season is zero zero. Isn't that the way it is right now? Aren't they five hundred? Yeah, I mean they're seventeen and fifteen, so they're kind of reset. But oh, they are. I thought you said they were oh, I did seventeen fifteen. But no, seventeen fifteen. But I mean that as of that point, they will be even. They will be even on the road and even at home. They'll have nineteen home games, nineteen road games. As of that point, as of February, you will know going forward. What's going on? Because because it's even. There's nothing left. You can't use an excuse anymore. But we can't put that much weight, I don't think, into this month as far as if they win a lot of games that they're a great team. Look at it this way, Nate. They have 15 games. If they go 12-3, and three, they're a good team because 12-3 and three is a good match. You can't discount wins because they play at home any more than you can uh, discount road losses because they're on the road. You know, just funny you say that. that the the road confidence is built with their by the playing at home. 
but it almost seems like their home confidence was built up by playing on the road so much this last, you know, well, couple you could months. Make that argument I mean, too, because yeah. it's a ninety percent winning, you know, percentage right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if they go, you know, that could be the most valuable part of all this is that sure you want to win on the road and you have to be able to win on the road, but you really need to win at home, right? I mean, you have to win at home and you have to have a significantly better record at home. I think, you know, 12 and 3 would be great, but you know, and I do think we'll see that road record, you know, it's 8 and 14 now. I do think, you know, as the season wears on, we'll see that get closer to 500 if not perhaps even exceed 500. Yeah. Because they're not playing, you know, a five-game road trip or whatever. They're going to have some, you know, more balance in the schedule and whatnot. And I think, like Ross was just saying, and we've talked about on here before as well, they're going to be a better team for having played those road games. Oh, absolutely. And they're energized when they're at home, right? You know? Yeah. And so Usually they have to get the crowd going. But now after 10 games, (laughs) now after 10 games, right, that they've played at home, now it's kind of wired into them, right? It's like... Now that's what their conditioning is going to be like, what they expect when they come out during the, you know, their home games for the rest of the season is, you know, it's about that momentum, right? And now they're going to be feeling that already. So mm-hmm. I think, honestly, you know, that 17 and 15, I think, is a pretty good sign. Um, you know, and I think the, I don't think there's too many red flags, especially for what I think the team, everybody kind of expected the team to be. I think they're going to be, you know, Looking pretty good here in the, over the next couple of months. Yeah, I don't think that they're, you know, it's almost like when you're running on a track, right? When you watch the Olympic track and that one person starts out way ahead on the outside and, you know, you gauge, you think you have gauged where they are and then they come to the straightaway and you're like, oh, they're way behind, you know, or they're way ahead. I think the Nuggets are on uh, at a pretty good pace right now. I'm not too worried about them, but I am, you know, I think everybody with nine playoff appearances, nobody cares about the regular season. It's a formality. It's like, are these guys, they're going to be judged not based off the regular season is inconsequential to what's going to happen in the playoffs. Which in, in a way news. of speaking is, because I don't think they're going to go that far in the playoffs. And that's what everybody but, thinks. But yeah. you know what? They could be a lot of fun to watch here at home, you know, at the Pepsi Center. It could be a, an enjoyable experience, competitive games. Well, look at it this way. They've played 10 Yeah, but who games. cares about that? I mean, nobody nobody wants a, but, hey, here's a fun night out at the Pepsi Center. They, well, clearly not don't. because the crowds have been crap. And i I, I, I got to say this. Nuggets fans, you disappoint me. You absolutely disappoint me. That San Antonio game, one of the best teams in the league, comes in. People are just sitting on their hands the entire – it's like a smattering of applause every time something happened. You know, you had Gallinari at the end trying to implore the the crowd to do something. I mean, it was – and just every was. game this year has been like that other than a little bit of the Lakers game. I don't think that Colorado has the best basketball fans or the no. best baseball fans as far as, like, no. knowing when you're supposed to cheer and whatnot – Knowing <laughs> when you're supposed to cheer after yeah. they score a basket is usually a good time. There's always those right. people that I always thought I always thought the Pepsi Center pumped in crowd noise. But because I mean, like, you'd always have that kind of tone. The Seahawks do it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. and it's legal, supposedly. Huh. But I mean, you know, I mean, when you're watching the NBA game, like everybody hates the Knicks because of Carmelo Anthony, whatever, whatever. But when you watch a game at Madison Square Garden, it's like that's a basketball crowd. Yep. And if I was a player. I would want to play for the Knicks because I would want to play in front of those fans. Absolutely. And that's that's a val- very valid that's thing crazy. to say, too. They got 11 million people in that city. You know what I mean? I know, but it's, it's easy like, to find 30,000 to show up. When that game starts heating – yeah, that's very true. But when, like, the game starts heating up in the second half and the fourth quarter, it's like it's crazy. Even in this first quarter of Knicks games, you see crowds like, going bananas. And it's like you just don't see that. Here. Now, when the Knicks hey, were terrible – they still had McNichols they, Arena, it would be – but I mean, I'm not a. Actually, not a it crazy... was better at McNichols. Oh yeah, the, the crowds were much better at McNichols. I'm not a crazy rowdy fan though. I mean, when I'm at games, like I'm not. Well, it's because you're in the I, press I, box, right? Well, when I'm a fan, when I'm <laughs> sitting there, even at, like Broncos games and stuff, I'm not like they, they screaming give, my head off. They 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 present Nate his tea, and you know he's got his smoking jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you go. You know, listen. I've always said people just go to Nuggets games like a night out. It's not about the game. It's you go out, dress up, you be seen, you see. 
And, you know, that's what but it is. But there's been people, some great crowds. People like wear, that. like, dress clothes to the Pepsi Center. Well, they wear dress clothes everywhere. Go to, and like, Staples Center, and people are in, like, suits. Chicks are in, like, $1,000 dresses. Well, yeah. Well, Douchebags I mean, with their Is that what you want this to be? You, you know, you want it to be more like that? Or you want it to be more like Madison Square Garden or... There's too many. There's too many yeah. people who go to games that are just there to... to but the playoff seen. games, man, I've left some the Nuggets playoff are games fantastic. where my ears hurt because it's been so loud. In yeah, the I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, you and I, Ross, you probably remember this as well as I do. The Sonic series, the Nuggets, that crowd was insane. Mm-hmm. McNichols Arena was loud during the Western Conference Finals. The crowds were unbearably loud. Yeah, and it's and it's like you go, but except for the sixth game, Andy makes a good point. The sixth game, the crowd was terrible yeah. in, in the Western Conference Finals. It was like all the all the A-listers came in from Denver to uh, just kind of sit there and eat cheese. <laughs> but can you have it's it? never going to be the same, guys. It's yeah. never going to be the same. You the viewing experience games, yeah. at home is too nice. Yep, that's Think true. Think about those crappy TVs in the 80s, right? I mean, you know Actually, what I mean? The like, TV I grew up with was like a 13-inch. 27-inch you know? tube. Yeah. I had a 12-inch black and white TV that you had a, had a touch turn-on thing. And I, I used to watch on Channel 2 because they would only do like 20 games a year on Channel 2. So you would only get a – and we didn't have cable. So I'd, I would get to watch uh, <laughs> uh, the Nuggets on Channel 2 and and on the black and white television. Did your remote have a wire attached to it that ran from the, <laughs> No, I didn't. You could use the tuner on your VCR. Real clicker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's the whole thing, right, is you're not going to be able to have the playoff atmosphere at all the home games here. But you do tend to see that, like Golden State Warriors had great crowds. Great crowds, years, you know? fantastic crowds at Golden State. And I wouldn't worry. Knicks and and well. what you've seen so far, I think, with the Nuggets and the crowds is not, again, even going like it's the same way with bas- or baseball, right, and basketball that are different than than football, right, in that it's almost like a pattern you get into when you're going to games. And when you're just, like, astonished that there's a game tonight in Denver, right, it's like, oh, crap, I I didn't even realize they were playing at home tonight. But when, like, you go to one game and then you go to another, I think we'll see that build up as well, the momentum. And we'll see more crowds coming out. But well, well, like for me, the earlier I go to my first Rockies game of the season, you know, the, you know, it's like getting into that early. I'll be going to games all season. But if I don't go till 4th of July, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That Lakers crowd was pretty good, I thought. We had people, yeah. I believe, on Denver Stiff's board that were saying it wasn't a good crowd. I thought it was a great crowd. It was good. It was it was. It was Maybe not great, but it was, it was good. It was better than the ones I've seen so far. Were they Nuggets year. fans? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was really loud for the Lakers for much of the first half, and then it was all Nuggets like the second half. So the crowd really kicked in, and you didn't hear the Lakers. But kind of the good part that we have you know, talked about with the new Nuggets yellow uniforms that people compare to the Lakers, it does, it does hide the Lakers hey, fans um, at the Pepsi Center more because there's more gold in there now. So you're like, we're trying to hide the Lakers fans. It just makes it look like there are more of them. I, I I, I'll tell you what. I, told my, I, I denied that to myself. <laughs> I will tell you what. We should come but out with a Broncos <laughs> alternate jersey that is black. I was watching Good idea, huh? Right, guys? I was watching a game with Dario and uh, Adam from Denver Sports Nation. We were up in the press box, and you know, Dario's like, Man, there's a lot of Lakers fans in here, huh? And I was like, no, those are, those are Nuggets fans. <laughs> uh, Bryant on the back of his jersey is a no, former that Nuggets nothing. player. That's Mark Bryant. Well, yeah, years ago. unfortunately, there's a lot of people from California and Colorado, and that's just every time the Lakers show up, you're just going to get that. Boston as Boston, well, because yeah, nobody wants to live in Boston. No, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. Um, just they like, can't afford to live in L.A. anymore. Actually, one of the better games of the last year was uh, was the Boston game on St. Patrick's Day, which was, which was fun to watch, but... Um, I, it's just like the playoffs. So game six last year was fantastic. That was the best crowd all year, by far the best crowd all year. And you just get this kind of feeling from the crowd. I mean, the the when the Nuggets two thousand eight two thousand nine the two thousand nine run to the Western Conference Finals, the, the the crowd actually during the the New Orleans series was fantastic. I yeah. mean, it was deafening. Especially that game where the Nuggets hit like forty threes. It was just oh insane. man, oh that yeah, that Chauncey hit eight threes and the, uh, it was. It was great. The, the whole they city a, was energized. Wasn't the game the 58-point win? That was in New Orleans. That was in it? New Orleans, yeah. A 58-point win. That's a lot of... Well, that team was on a roll that year. That team was on a roll. I mean, I, and it wasn't two inbounds passes. How that funny is it? From that, but it was... From that Hornet series, like with how injured and bad Tyson Chandler was to what he is now. Like you got to think yeah. of that from like JaVale McGee's standpoint. Tyson Chandler was worthless in that series and he was injured throughout mm-hmm. much of his younger career and look who he is now you know i mean it takes big guys a long time but 
you know, for people that want to hold out hope with JaVale, that's, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, but, but you just, you just brought that. You, you brought that up because that was probably JaVale's worst game of the season was against the Knicks, wasn't it? When he was like, he had that stretch of five minutes where he kept fumbling the ball out of bounds. and I believe his stretches may have been what lost that game. <laughs> I think I saw, uh, you guys ever go to Deadspin? I hate oh, yeah. Deadspin and I hate all those sites, but I go to them every day. It's kind of like the power rankings. Because you hate Deadspin. They're great. Because it's Gawker Media Group and I think those people are douchebags. Well, it started, well, whatever. But, uh, uh, I think they had like a video montage of of Javale McGee yeah, yeah. on there. God, yeah, he I takes mean, so much. He's gonna have that. I didn't know who he was, career. so I didn't watch it. But well, the, un- unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Javel? Hey, I'm not paying attention to all these uh, greenhouses that we're just gonna trade away here for a red hotel. <laughs> oh yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Gonna be gonna be gonna be hard to do that. Well, good effort today, guys. <laughs> Job, hangover good day good game. has defeated good us. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's um, go do something else. Yeah, don't forget <laughs> next week. I think it's uh, the Super Pod thing, right? It's going to be yeah with the Colorado uh, Sports Guys podcast and the South Stands podcast. I'll be staying. I'll be. I'll be sitting in for Ross. You'll be sitting in for me. <laughs> we'll have a Denver Stiffy Colorado Sports Guysy South Standy podcast. If you don't mention the Colorado Sports Guys website during this podcast, Timmons, you're seriously fired. Wait, what's the what's the address? <laughs> I'll write it down what or I'll email it? it to you. Yeah, send me a link. Colorado Sports Dude. I'll be dot, sure and mention dot it. net. I'll be sure and mention it. <laughs> dot org. Go to Colorado. Denver, Colorado Denver org. <laughs> Stiff guys, Colorado.net. Got it. All right, guys. Good job. Thanks for doing this on National Hangover Day. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Go Broncos. I'll see you guys in two weeks, and you guys can talk nuggets next week. Yeah, we'll be doing that. 2013. Welcome. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>